0: My name is Dr. Joel Rosen. I want to welcome you back to another edition of your Adrenal Fix podcast. And today on this podcast, we're going to be talking about the three biggest mistakes that I find the clients that I work with that have an adrenal-based problem had before we started working together. And a lot of people continue to have when, um, when I talk to them through my Facebook groups, my social medias, my Instagram, YouTube and create content, I get a lot of feedback with the questions that they ask, knowing, oh my goodness, you're way off base here. You're not focusing on the right things that you need to focus with, and it's not your fault. I had the same challenges when I suffered with my own adrenal fatigue-based problem, and it's very, very frustrating to not, A, be accepted by traditional medicine when they don't even look at the definition of adrenal fatigue as being legitimate, Um, And on top of that, you're exhausted and you're burnt out. On top of that, you don't focus, you don't have concentration, you crash in the middle of the day, you have very little exercise tolerance, there's not a lot of libido. um, You just don't handle stress well. Like I just remember having exam after exam or finals or, or a competition and just being overwhelmingly stressed to the point where my stomach was killing me, I couldn't focus, I couldn't concentrate, I wasn't a happy person to be around. I didn't have energy to exercise the way I wanted to, and I was my circadian rhythm was disrupted, so I have more energy in the morning, sorry, at night and less in the morning. And and the most difficult thing is is that you're not getting the help that you need. And and you're not being listened to. So what I wanna talk to you about is what I find to be the number one biggest mistake that most people make when it comes to dealing with an adrenal fatigue based problem is the definition of adrenal fatigue, is the definition. I just had a conference, uh, awesome conference by Dr. Bob Miller, amazing speakers there. Dr. Stephanie Seneff was there. Dr. Jill Carnahan was there. Dr. Sandeep Gupta was there, um, Dr. Neil Nathan was there, um, there was Bob Miller and all of the amazing lecturers that speak and you know what I mentioned in my, my title, my, my presentation was called The Truth About Adrenal Fatigue. And what I find is really sad is that it takes 17 years for research to come out before it's gonna be applied in traditional approaches. Um, So basically it takes 17 years from the scientists in their labs to have the population use the results of their experiments. That's a sad thing because think about how much we've changed with our speed of light, with cultural changes, internet changes, technology changes, I mean, crazy, I was just thinking about it the other day, I have 18 year old kids, and technology has changed so fast while they have been alive, let alone since I've been alive, there's been a steep curve. And that steep curve means that we should be implementing a lot quicker, even though we're not. And what's happening also is is that the technology advances, I really feel, is impacting us on a biochemical physiological level and when you com- when you when you combine that with genetic susceptibilities meaning you're not the perfect person to be able to signal your immune system or turning off the signaling of your immune system or being able to support different phases of the immune system or being able to support clearance and detoxification of, of the chemicals and the toxins that you process at an alarming rate every day. Um, or there's problems with making or clearing out neurotransmitters or transporting nutrients. I mean, making and breaking, basically. Anything that you gotta make in your body and anything you gotta break in the body requires proper biochemistry that is being impacted by our environmental triggers from Wi-Fi, to EMFs, to um, pathogens, to chemicals, to toxins, to depleted soils, to different gases. I mean, I don't even really want to get into that, that's not the purpose of today. The purpose of today is telling you the three main challenges that I see with the mistakes that people make when they are dealing with an adrenal-based problem. And it comes down to the definition of adrenal fatigue, the first one. Now we need to bridge the gap. We need to be able to have doctors to be able to communicate to doctors, or PhDs and researchers to be able to communicate to other doctors. So specialists should be able to talk to specialists in a common, understandable language. Um, There should also be able to have doctors in different disciplines talk to each other in common, understandable languages. And most importantly, We need to have the patient, the person who's suffering with that exhaustion or fatigue-based problem to be able to ask the questions, get the information, and ultimately impact their health as quick as possible in a favorable way with speaking the same language. And no more is that true when it comes down to adrenal fatigue. When you think about adrenal fatigue, it's a terrible term. It is a terrible term, it really is. When I suffered with my own adrenal fatigue-based problem, I had no idea what it was. I had just graduated from chiropractic college. Uh, I had, my wife was pregnant with twins. I had a lot of student debt. I grew up in Canada and I moved to California and then we decided to reside in Florida. All of that, I had a physical injury, and I was exhausted, and I was burnt out, and I was just starting my career, thinking, oh my god, how am I gonna do this? Then I learned about a book called um, Why Do I Have Thyroid Symptoms When My Thyroid Tests Are Normal? And I thought well I don't have thyroid problems so a, a patient friend of mine, he's an acupuncturist, brought that book into me. I started reading it I was like oh my goodness this is exactly me, but this was under the section of the adrenal fatigue section. And I thought how do I not know about this? I mean not to brag but I had an exercise physiology degree, I had a psychology degree, and I had just graduated from chiropractic college. I was also a certified strength and conditioning specialist And I'd never heard of this. I mean, I heard of adrenals. I know what the adrenals do. They're responsible for when we have stress, but what does it mean for them to be fatigued? And then I went down that rabbit hole and here I am 20 years later coming up for air and telling you what I've learned um, and wanting to make sure that the 17 years of research is not 17 years of research that has to go by. So ultimately, Um, what I learned was there's a controversy with this term. Because number one, um, people don't even know it exists when they're fatigued and suffering. When they do find that there's this term called adrenal fatigue, it makes a lot of sense to them, and they can hold on to a diagnosis that explains what's going on so that that can give them hope. Um, But when they go to the traditional-based doctor, um, they're going to tell you there's no such thing as adrenal fatigue, and and in the medical world, in the in the research world, in the peer-reviewed journal world, there is no such thing as adrenal fatigue. In the curriculum, there isn't. And and my biggest challenge with that is is that the baby is being thrown out with the bathwater. The baby is being thrown out with the bathwater. Why? Because when as a physician you dismiss someone that presents to you with an exhaustion and fatigue and multi-system based problem like mitochondrial based problem and you tell them, sorry, there's no condition that exists like that. My mind, that's arrogant because you're throwing away what the patient is telling you because you're potentially annoyed or you just don't have time or you're too arrogant to entertain diagnosis that's not accepted in traditional medicine, even though they're coming to you with an exhaustion and fatigue based problem, it's a huge problem. That's a huge problem. You're not communicating to each other. I do not go to the doctor unless I know I have something wrong with me. I'm not going here to be ridiculed or be told that there's no such thing as that. When I'm exhausted, I'm tired. I'm not focusing. I'm not concentrating. I don't feel happy. And now you're judging me and I have to spend money for that privilege. That's, there's so many problems with that scenario. So the definition, the definition which I presented at Dr. Bob Miller's second annual environmental and genomic conference was talking about, we need to come up with a new definition. And the de- definition that I propose is an incomplete healing cycle. Basically meaning that your body after one stressor after the next does not repair itself effectively and that requires proper optimal optimal sleep and optimal activity and wakefulness and that needs to happen, that healing needs to happen during that, that sleep and wakeful time and if it doesn't happen then your next stressor that you go into is going to be less than ready to to perform. And as a result, that's gonna continue to break down or make changes in your body. Um, You're gonna make priorities at the expenses of other things and that could impact you in a wide array of things. That could impact you in terms of the POT syndrome where you don't control your body temperature, your blood pressure, your heart rate, there's a lot of sympathetic escape, there's a lot of vagal uh, tone imbalances and ultimately you're overstimulated even though you have a mitochondrial based problem or an incomplete healing cycle problem. So I want to think of it as an incomplete healing cycle and and there are certain things that need to happen effectively for that healing cycle to make it from one stage to the next to the next to the next for you to be able to repair your body and be able to um, Meet the health challenges that you come up with. That's really what I, I want to talk to you about. So, the most important thing is the definition needs to change. Um, let's not call it adrenal fatigue anymore. I, I came up with a saying. I've had so many different sayings that I've called it. I've come, calmed up, came up with a with a saying called homeopathos. And what that means is is that your body is no longer able to maintain homeostasis. But it's doing it in a pathological way. It's called homeopathos, but that's never going to be accepted. Um, the other way that um, we can call it is just we can, and, and to me, an HPA axis dysfunction doesn't give it enough credence. It doesn't give it enough what is actually going on in the body because the HPA axis is just one system that communicates from the brain to the adrenals, but we know that there's different axis. We know that there's a neuro-immuno-endocrinological um, gastrointestinal. There are all of it. there's all of these systems that communicate together, um, and it's really the same. I mean, at the end of the day, when we say there's a gut-brain axis, um, we're really saying it exists in the body at all cellular levels. It's really really important. Um, so I don't know what term we can come up with, but I like the idea of it's an incomplete healing cycle. You have um, the whole axis of the body not communicating effectively or they are communicating effectively but they're in a healing mechanism and one of the stages in the healing cycle is, is that um, the cell that's under attack or the tissue or the organ or is, that's under attack has a defense mechanism where it walls off and discommunicates itself from the rest of the surrounding area. And when that happens, that impacts your feedback loops, um, that impacts your, um, your availability of that system or that organ to work effectively, um, which will impact other things down the road like your GI health, your neurons, your, your toxic buildup, um, your, 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 your focus, your joints, it could impact so many things um, and it's breaking down. So the first thing I want you to do is come up with a new definition, or at least know, like from simplest of terms, I do not have a proper sleep wakeful cycle that I can recover and rejuvenate at the level that my body needs to. And as a result, with the continuing of additional stressors that I get exposed to, not just mom stressing me out or hubby or wife is stressing me out, but the environment, the EMFs, the nutrients that you eat, the, the, the mindset that you have, the tech chemicals that you get exposed to, um, the infections you get in exposed to, all of those are adding to that cycle not being healed quickly. The second major problem that I find that comes to an adrenal fatigue-based sufferer that they make the mistake of is they don't look at their genetics. And yes, I can't say that adrenal fatigue is genetic, but what I can say is, is that, or an incomplete healing cycle is genetic. But what we can say is that we inherit our specific um, enzymes from, from mom and dad through our DNA, and these are important in, in many biochemical reactions that support stress, that support inflammation, that support... Um, utilization of, of energy, to be able to make energy. And we're not just talking about energy for you to be able to, um, to go and run and, and, and do activity. We're talking about energy for you to think, or you're, you to breathe, or you to be able to digest food, or you be able to clear out chemicals and toxins, or you to be able to walk up a flight of stairs. We need energy at an abundant amount to be able to do that. And that is controlled in part by our genes, uh, by our systems. Now, the environmental triggers will overlap with those genes. But ultimately, if I have a susceptibility in my ability to clear out histamine, or I have a susceptibility where I produce more histamine, or I have a susceptibility where I... Um, don't create a signaling of my antioxidant system, or I have a susceptibility of where my immune system's overactive, or I have a susceptibility of I don't have good naturally occurring flora, or I don't, you know, the list goes on and on and on. So if we can look at your genetic polymorphisms or a really good um, genetic data card, we can get some insights on okay, these are your weak links. Here is how the healing cycle works. And here is where you're getting stuck. Here's the environmental triggers that caused it to go into motion in the first place. And here is what we need to do about it. So genetics is something that I really will not work with someone if we don't have a genetic proper genetic test and give them the assurance that I'm going to be able to help you as much as I possibly can help you because I can't. Now, um, that test can range from a 23andMe or Ancestry.com. Sometimes they have specials for $49 uh, or $99. Um, We use something called your genomic resource. Um, We ship that all over the world. Um, Comparing the test cost of the DNA 23andMe, $99, $49, to the one that we ship all over the world, $349. To me, it's a, it's, the return on investment is infinite, or you can't put a dollar value to, because if you are getting the aha moment of this is gonna make my, um, my energy come back, this is gonna make my fill in the blank, this is gonna make me motivated, this is gonna make me less anxious, this is going to make me have more energy, this is going to be able to support my ability to lose weight, fill in the blank. Um, If a $349 test is able to do that, um, then, then it, it's infinite return. However, people do have challenges with paying for this when things aren't covered by their insurance. I tell them again, in this instance, this is probably a five to $10,000 test. And if you're getting it for $349, it's a really great deal. And, um, and the last thing, and I don't want to get too much into this, is the last thing I would say is is that I totally understand when you're fatigued, exhausted, burnt out. Um, you've been to many different doctors and you spent a lot of money or it's not covered by your insurance. Um, but ultimately, your body getting better doesn't care about that. And the only way you are going to get better is to continue to search and to continue to have those one or two or three or five points of distinction that are gonna be the difference for you to get your health and your energy back. Because ultimately, that's what it's going to take. And, And I use a lot of analogies and I've talked about the acres of diamond, but you're stopping short. And I talk to so many people and I tell them, hey, you're really close. There's a lot of things that you're doing that are really good, but you're not doing this, that, or the other. Or you were doing that other one too long and you need to stop. Or you were doing that one in the wrong time or you weren't doing enough of that. And, and those are the things that I can say, hey, you're, you're pretty close, it's like a tumbler lock. And you got all the numbers, and you even got a couple of them like in, in the right order, but you're still so far. Does that make sense? You're still so far. So continue to push if you're that person that is struggling and is losing hope. Um, the body is very forgivable. Um, the body's very amazing at healing and it requires your persistent taking that next step forward as much as it does that I see myself healthy, I deserve to be healthy, I'm gonna be healthy, I'm doing everything I can to be healthy. Even if you don't believe it, you need to have those words in your vocabulary and in the top of your mind. The last thing I would say is the recovery strategy. So there's a lot of things that are missing and mistakes are made when we look at the recovery strategy because if I have a wrong definition, and I'm not looking at my genetics. And then I come up with a recovery strategy. Tell me if this sounds like you. Okay, I know I have an adrenal-based problem. I did an adrenal saliva test. I saw that my first readings, or all four readings were low across the board. I have low cortisol. My recovery strategy is to take nutrients that are gonna boost my cortisol. Maybe I'll take uh, an adaptogenic herb. Maybe I'll take licorice root. Maybe I'll take an actual glandular. Um, or maybe I'll take even a, um, a steroid. Maybe I'll do all of those things. Um, the problem with that is that while that may help in the short term, and ma- while it may be necessary for people that have insufficiencies or major um, hard findings, as if, if you will, while that may help that, it's not addressing the incomplete healing cycle. And it's not addressing all of the triggers that are overlapping with your genetic susceptibilities, pouring out inflammation, causing communication breakdown, leading to feedback and resistance issues, causing more toxic and, 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 and buildup in the body, being overstimulated, you taking licorice root is not going to fix that. Does, does that make sense? It's just not gonna fix that. So I find very, very often the recovery strategy is wrong because the definition is wrong and you're not using the genetic component that you need to to be able to get the insight that you need to. Now as far as the recovery strategy, remember what I said, I'm going to give you this nugget. So looking at the incomplete healing cycle is really from wakefulness to your daily activity to sleeping, recovery. Right. So what I tell people is one of the biggest mistakes that I see with an adrenal fatigue based problem when you're coming up with a recovery strategy is your protocol of circadian rhythm awareness, circadian rhythm awareness. So that means when the sun gets rises in the morning, we are engineered as creatures of this earth, like the plants and, and the animals and all the different species to be energized by that light I mean, we are we are organic in nature and the light is what kind of coordinates our body to reset itself and I always use the example if you go on a camping trip and you don't glamp and you bring your cell phone or you leave it at home and you're staying in the tent and you really are living off the, off the earth when it gets dark you're going to go to bed pretty soon when, it, when the sun rises in the morning, you're gonna get up pretty soon. You're not gonna be so discombobulated with the lights and the artificial stimuli that we get in our everyday, all day, all the time. So reestablishing your circadian rhythm is really key at recovering from an adrenal fatigue-based problem. That means getting up at the same time every day. That means going to bed at the same time every day as much as possible. That means getting enough light exposure. That means not getting too much light exposure, especially at the wrong times of the day. And I would say that also means your, um, your, your time-restricted eating window. Those are really key strategies that I wanted to talk to you about on today's podcast. So on today's podcast, we really talked about the three biggest mistakes about adrenal fatigue. The one, first one is the definition. The second one is genetics and not having a proper genetic test. And the third one is the recovery strategy doesn't look at the definition, take into account the genetics, and ultimately not just the circadian rhythm. It doesn't look at all of the strategies to customize your genetic weak links with your environmental exposures and put them in a priority system so that you knock out the biggest priorities first In order to be able to see what's left standing once those have been knocked down to then go to the more um, involved stages that would be too challenging if you did them earlier on and that could be liver cleanses heavy metal toxicity challenges all those types of things so hopefully that made a lot of sense to you make sure we check out all our socials dr joel rosen uh, we have the TheTruthAboutAdrenalFatigue.com. We also have Dr. Joel Rosen's YouTube channel and also Adrenal Fatigue on Facebook and Instagram. Next time, I will see you on my next edition of Your Adrenal Fix. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested to see if you're a good fit to work with our Adrenal Awakening program, here's what to do next. Head to adrenalfatiguesociety.com forward slash apply and book an appointment to speak to our team. Here's how it works. We'll get on the phone for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, where exactly do you want to be with your health and where are you now? Number two, what are the genetic components that haven't been discovered that are impacting your health? And number three, What are the environmental triggers that may be overlapping with these genetic components keeping you from getting optimal health? Remember, getting your energy back just won't happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make that happen. We've helped clients all over the world transform their lives, quadruple their energy, and fix their metabolism, and make the world a better place. To see if you can do the same thing, head to adrenalfatiguesociety.com forward slash apply. I'm Dr. Richard Joel Rosen and we'll talk to you soon.